Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Hey, it's Odie Strahan, and I'm having one of the most amazing days of my life. Hopefully you are too. Let's get this show started. Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. I'm really excited for our special guest today, guys. Let me go ahead and give him an introduction. This gentleman had a successful Major League Baseball career, former All-Star, and just has had a lot of success, not only on the field and off the field. And what we're doing, what we're doing today is we're going to catch up with him and uh, talk about his career, have some fun, and actually get into what he's done post-career. So, to do greg are you there greg hey what's up what's going on all right all right so we got greg vaughn in the house once again like i said f- former uh mlb all-star greg uh what we're gonna do today if it's okay with you man we're just gonna get into uh some uh some some talk about your mlb career and uh you know i got some questions that some people wanted me to ask you and and then uh get into what you've been doing uh, ever since you uh stepped off the field sound good Sounds great, man. Let's do it. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, yeah, first and foremost, man, uh, if you don't mind, I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, most people know you, man, but give them a quick backstory. I mean, I, 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 what I like uh, about, uh, you know, you is the fact that, you know, outside of obviously having a great career, uh, you're local here in, you know, Sacramento. I know you went to high school out here um, and, and you made just, you know, your home, you know, after your career. So just give them a quick backstory on, uh, you know, pretty much uh, high school and, and, uh, you know, just a quick, let's say, quick backstory on high school and, you know, from college and, and, and a quick recap of your MLB career. Okay, no doubt. Hey, uh, I appreciate you all for having me for sure, though, man. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, you know, it's a pleasure to, you know, to always see you and, and, you know, see you grinding and, you know, with the family and what you represent. You know, I'm proud of you. You know what I mean? It's uh, a family man man of Christ. So That's right. much love to you, much love to you for that. But for me, man, you know, uh, you know, I'm from South Sac. Uh, you know, I consider myself uh 916 for life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you know, uh, I, I'm proud to be from Sacramento. Uh, you know, I, I don't really don't like talking about myself, but I guess a background would be, uh, you know, it's hard for me because I, I've, I've been blessed so much. That's right. And I just try to play, I just try to play it forward. And, you know, to this day, everyone, the only reason I know how many home runs I hit is because people have told me I've never Googled myself. I've never looked up myself, you know, cause I didn't play for any of that. And people might say, Oh, he's lying. Or I mean, but that's the truth. If you know anything about me, I'm, you know, I have an idea of what my numbers were and what my career was like, but, I, I, I've never Googled myself, you know what yeah. I mean? And uh, uh, for me, you know, I, I grew up in a middle class. Uh, my father was a, a fireman and then a fire captain. And, you know, I went first four years of elementary school were in Davis, California. Uh, then we moved to Sacramento and uh, I was from the view, you know, I went to, I grew up in Meadowview where I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world, you know, uh, you know, we played all three sports every single day. You know, my mom, you know, very close-knit family. My mom's brother and sister and uh, my grandmother. I mean, we probably have eight to eight to ten professional athletes. We have wow. 
two two of us that played uh, three that played major league baseball. We have one that uh, NFL, my mom's brother's son, but we all played on the same little league teams and uh, pop Warner teams. So sports were in the blood. My grandmother, uh, little lady, but I mean, she, she, I mean, she kept it real. It was always one hundred with her. You know, it was, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I was. I, I remember that at an early age. Uh, you know, I was playing for the South Sac Jets, and uh, I think. You know, I, I rushed for like 200 in an all-star game. My cousins were on the team. Of course, we all played on the same teams. But it was an all-star game, and we're playing at Carmichael. And and I ran a kickoff back, and the quarterback threw one touchdown, and he threw it to me like on the screen pass. And we got co-MVP because we are playing in Carmichael, and he was a Carmichael coach, I mean, a uh, kid. And my grandmother says, What's wrong with you? It's time to eat. You know what I mean? I said, Grandma, it ain't fair. She said, Boy, pitch, you know, pick your lip up. Why you, know, you, you, you dragging your lip? I said, It's not fair. She goes, Fair? She goes, What's your definition of fair? I said, Grandma, I did this, 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 and this. She goes, Evidently, you made it too close. Mm. I said, Huh? Grandma, Grandma. I did blah, blah, blah. And she says, No, you didn't hear me. You made it too close. I like that. I like that. And I was like, I was like, okay. She says, you want to hear about fair? You know, here I am, you know, African-American lady that's working at the army depot and, uh, and I'm a supervisor. So not only do I have the non-African-American males, but I have, you know, the guys that are prejudiced hating on me and I got our own people hating on me because now I'm a female and I not, and I passed them up. So, don't tell me about fair. Don't make it close. Wow. And and that was the that was the model that she set and the standard that she set for all of us because she was the one who kept it one hundred all the time. You know, and, and whether it was Ricky covering Jerry Rice and he had one he caught one pass, you know, and that streak going, and it was like a five yard slam, you know, but it was a touchdown. But he had a streak. I forgot. You know, with his great career, yeah. how many passes he caught. And yeah, I remember being in San Francisco and Ricky coming out to think, Grandma, 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 boy, you better hit somebody. You know what I mean? I mean, that's just the way, but, but it's love. But at the same time, don't be content. Always grind, always work, always give back. You know, always be thankful. Don't forget where you came from. You know, these aren't your talents. God gave us these talents. You know what I'm saying? So don't, don't misuse them. Don't mistreat them. And don't forget to play it forward. So that's just how she was. And from Kennedy, I signed to play football and baseball at Washington because I like football better. But I never even ended up going. I went to Sac City College because everyone said, you're crazy. You should just quit baseball and play football. And I was like, what? They were like, and it was right after like Optimus and uh, American Legion. So I went like three, two, about a month and a half without getting hit. It felt kind of good, but it was like, <laughs> but but football was my passion because I was aggressive. I was, I loved to play with my emotion on my sleeve. And the matter I got in baseball, the worse I did in football, it, it worked for me. So when people told me I couldn't do something, I you know here I am from Metaview. I'm not supposed to. You know, I'm supposed to do whatever society, quote unquote, tells me I'm supposed to be. Uh, and you know what? Metaview had hardworking people that went to work every single day. Great people, great parents, great kids. A lot of people were respect, but we were no different than 
the people in Greenhaven. We didn't have, you know, you had Loomis and you had Eldorado Hill, but all that stuff was way later. You know, it was the Metro. Yeah. So it was the Metro. So, you know, going, going to airport little league and then signing to go play and then actually not leaving because I had to prove somebody wrong. You know, I had to prove all the people that told me that I was crazy for, for quitting football and turning down a scholarship to stay at Sac City and play baseball, you're, you're out of your mind. I said, okay. Every day I grinded. Oh, so they said, you're going to redshirt. I said, damn. Now I'm like, I came to a JC to redshirt after I was wow. to play to play that's ball. Hum- that, that's humbling. That's humbling right there. Oh, no, no. But we flipped the script. We was, no, that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. No, no, I, was, I was blessed that Paul Carmazzi, who was my American Legion coach, was one of the coaches at Sac City. He said, here's the deal. If you're going to commit, I'm in. So we were the first ones there, the last ones to leave. And I started, I led the team, the state, and home runs, stolen bases, and all that. Then I went to University of Miami. I got drafted, but I knew I wasn't ready. And, you know, and that's what I try to tell my kids. I'm not going to do something just to do it. That's right. You know, and, and I knew I was not ready. And I seen my heroes, Eric Jones, Kevin Bowman. You know, I seen Derek Lee from uh, Sac High. I seen uh, so, I mean, I seen, you know, the Rogers brothers. I seen so many athletes come out of Sacramento that I looked up to that, like I said, all pro caliber, Sean Thomas. I mean, everybody, the list goes on and on and on. Like, but I seen those guys come back home. So I was like, dang, if they can send them home, I know they mm. can send me home. So I knew I wasn't ready. So I didn't sign because I wasn't ready. So then I went to the University of Miami and I, uh, you know, we're number one in the country. I batted lead off. And once again, I think I, you know, that team in home runs, RBIs. Long story short, I was the fourth pick in the uh, draft. Wait, hold on real fast, Greg. They had you at lead off? They had you leading oh, off at Miami. Shoot, I let off my first. I let off my first year of pro ball. Yeah, I stole sixty six straight bases. Wow, I was a football player. Yeah, know, I didn't get shoot. I didn't get man strength until I was always strong, but I didn't get two. I was one hundred eighty my first year in the big leagues. So wow, but I could I could fly. I was like a four 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 five forty. You know, and and so I played baseball like football. You know what I mean? So I. So 66 straight at Miami. I, uh, uh, you know, I was the fourth pick in the draft. Uh, one of my best friends to this day, Gary Sheffield, we were in the same draft. Uh, I mean, that draft was incredible. Uh, rest in peace, Daryl Hamilton. You know, he was in that draft. Yes. Yeah. You know, bad deal from our boy Bone. You know, we, we just had so many players off that one team, you know, uh, that, out of that draft that made it to the big leagues that signed and came up together. And yeah, so my first year and I was lead off in college, they let me off and I went 30, 30 that year. I was the only minor leaguer to go 30, 30 in pro ball. And then I went 30, 30, my, my second year in minor leagues. And then I went to the big leagues. So my only two years in the minors, I went 30, 30. And then that's amazing. Yeah. And then when it came to your, uh, your MLB, uh, how many years did you play? And, and obviously, I, I I remember the years with Milwaukee and San Diego the most. But I know there's other teams that you had played for during during your uh, MLB career. Uh, how many teams did you play for? How many seasons did you play? I played 15 plus, but you know I played my first date in Milwaukee, then three in San Diego, then three 
four in Tampa, three and a half in Tampa, and then a half in Colorado. And then I was supposed to, I went to spring training with, you know, Mr. LaRusso asked me today. I didn't feel like I went out the right way because, you know, I had, shoot, I had five, uh, I had five rotator cuff labrum reconstructive surgeries on my shoulder. So, I mean, my shoulder was, I mean, I didn't take infield. I, you know, there's a lot of stuff I couldn't do except play yeah. seven. You know what I mean? But I wouldn't trade because I think I, I had, for me, I played for the respect of my peers. And when Robin Yount and Dave Parker and Willie Randolph and all these, you know, Mike Felder, Glenn Braggs, and all these guys come up to you, you know, Kirby Puck, hey, man, you could have played with us because the way, and I did play with them, but you play the game the right way. That's what I play for. You know, I believe there's a wrong way and a right way. There's no way in between. And, you know, you pack a lunch and you play hard and that's the only thing you, you can control. So that's what I played for. And I played for, like I said, my first eight years in Milwaukee, thought I was going to be there forever. I remember I just got named to the all-star team. They called me in and said, hey, we just got three players and you, you're going to, you know, we traded you. I mean, I broke down a little bit because, you know, Robin, Paulie, Jim Gatner, they've been, you know, I thought you just signed in your in one spot your whole career. So now, but now I got to come home. I got to come to California. And it, it was tough because, you know, I didn't know anything but Milwaukee. You know what I mean? So then I get here. I got Tony Gwynn and Cammy, Trevor Hoffman. And it was different. Now, now we're expected to win and we're expected to do good. And when they give up five players for you, 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 you know, you, you have to do what you do, you know? And, but at the time you had you know, one of my best friends, Ricky Henderson was on the team. We're, we're platooning. I never platooned in my life. I played every day, you know? And, uh, but Bochy, think about Boach. He told the truth, man. And, and, and like I said, so me and Ricky never had a problem, you know? And was I happy because I did not start and I platooned, but you talking about Ricky Henderson, man, you talking about, Probably one of the top five, top five yeah. players all time. You know, they, they name off a lot of players, but Ricky Henderson is in the top five. And that's my guy. And uh, so with, with that being said, you know, they, they traded. Boach always told us the truth. He's finally trying to move Ricky. And that that happened. And, you know, Tony Gwynn became one of my closest friends. And, and I hear what Tony, <clears throat> excuse me, I had, I think eight years in already. And I started hitting with Tony Gwynn. It was like I never played baseball before. It was, you know, I started hitting with one of the best hitters of all time. Hey, man, just get your foot down. Yeah, I was going to ask you, can you, you already named off some great players, you know. Uh, but when it comes to the likes of, you know, you know, even Robin Yao, uh, Ricky Henderson, Tony Gwynn, arguably is one of the best hitters of all time. Uh, what are some what are some key points that you that you picked up from uh, from Tony? Well, Tony, how simple and, and and how he loved the game of baseball and also the art of hitting. You know what I mean? Tony was an introvert. He wasn't real outspoken. Mm. Where you know what I mean? I'm talking. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm talking nonstop. You know what I mean? So <laughs> and, and, and you know, every, I gave everyone a nickname, and we you know we had fun, and Tony bought into it. But I, here it is. For for eight years, I'm in the big leagues, thinking that, you know, I made four All Star teams already, and and I get over here and I'm hitting with, and I start hitting with Tony. He takes me in uh, spring training and says, "Hey, this is what we're gonna do." 
I said, man, I'm gonna do whatever you do. You know what I mean? Let's do this. So that's right. So, but but then we then we started doing it, and and from there, from there, uh, it just evolved. It evolved into a great friendship, and a great uh, a great friendship, and a great uh, uh, me learning actually how to hit, learning how to to what to look for and and learning how a lot of from all the other situations that I've been in from hitting instructors to coaches to how different and how simple it was. And like I said, some, I, and the thing I respect about Tony, man, I'll tell you this, he ducked nobody. There was a lot of great hitters that I played against that I don't respect because you got the big unit left-handed, they left-handed. Also, okay, five days from now, we play Seattle. He going to be on the mound. They'd be like, uh, I got a bad hamstring. Tony Gwynn, Tony Gwynn was like, I can't wait to face him. I'm like, huh? <laughs> what? Hey, that's, a, hey, that, that's a good imitation of him, yeah, too. He's like, I can't wait to face him. I'm like, damn, I'm right-handed, T. And, you know, he's got me. I got him. And, and you know, there's been great battles. And Randy's a great competitor. But Tony went out there and got four. I know a lot of, lot of, lot of, Great ball players that people think some a couple of Hall of Famers that had some scratch contacts. I'm like, you couldn't get another one, you know, mysterious back injury <laughs> that they were okay the next day, and, you know. Uh, and but Tony wasn't that guy, man. He wanted to face everybody, and he went about his business. And I I got to the ballpark early because I believed, you know, Robin Young told me early, you know, early in my career to get a routine, and I developed a routine of, you know, getting there and. You know, like I said, I was a football player to play baseball, so I had to transform myself into something else between two and seven o'clock. You know what I mean? So mm, it took some time. Yeah. It took some time. So I just didn't go from dad to blah 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 to hitter. You know, but I can never beat Tony to the ballpark. You know, it can never beat him, wow. dude. I think he's there at eleven, at eleven twelve, but he's in the film room. We put some jazz on. We put jazz on in the cage. Hey man, get your foot down, take the swing. Hey man, get your foot down, take the swing. <laughs> I'm like, and I remember a couple of times, you know, he run my glove out to me. Hey man, you you was out front of that ball. You should have stayed back. I said, T, I just hit a double, man. I ain't giving that hit back. I'm good. And, I, and then I run his glove out to him. And he goes, God dang, you know, he's four for four. And I say, T, what is swing? Man, my hands rolled over just a little bit too much. I should, man, I should have shot that. I'm like, I'll take it. You know what I mean, but but he, was, he sounded like he was yeah he was he sounded like he was a professional. Hey, hey, dude, incredible, incredible. And like I said, this man put on his own hit and runs. He touched the top of his hat, and whoever vacated, that's where that ball went. <laughs> whoever left, I was like, I, I'm like, this is magic. You, you know what I mean? He, he's yeah. a magician with a bat because I, I'm sitting here and I'm saying, this is the biggest. Thing. There's no higher level. And this man gets three yeah. or four every day. That's amazing. No, that's amazing. He's three or four every day. And I played against, like I said, you know, like Mr. Winfield, the first day I came there, he said, hey, young blood, you know, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> the first thing he said to me, hey, save your money and get a tape of nothing but po positive uh, thoughts. You know, he said, if you don't have no hits yet, Get something from last year. Make a tape of nothing but hits. So all you see is and watch it before the game. And then you go over there, 
you know, Reggie Jackson, you go Don Baylor, you go Joe Carter, Puck, hey, little Puck. Hey, I remember we had a rain delay. And my first time playing Minnesota, uh, John uh, Door guy came over and he said, hey, Greg, uh, you know, because hit, we're hitting underneath. He said, hey, Mr. Puck is outside. I said, he wants to talk to you. He said, me? I ran, I ran outside. I was like, Mr. Puck, he said, hey, man, I've been checking you out. I like the way you play. I like the way you play. So he says, hey, what, what do you think? How you like it up here? I said, this is the only place to be, man. This, this is the big league. This is it. He said, he, he yeah. said, what do you think about the umpires? I said, man, this is the big leagues, man. I was just in, you know, I, I only played two years in the minors. I was like, shoot, they way better than the minor league umpires. He said, man, they all suck. <laughs> and, and, and he said it with a serious voice. And I go, Okay. He said, I said, okay. He said, I'm going to tell you this. You be in control of your career. Do not let them dictate your career. Know the umpire, swing the bat, and do your thing. Don't be up there letting the umpire di dictate how long you play up here. I was like, yes, sir, Mr. Mm. Bucket. And that man hit everything, dude, and it sounded like a shotgun. You could be stretching, and you knew when Kirby took a swing in bat practice. It sounded like, well, I, I've never, you know, I don't want to misspeak or do unjust to, you know, our, our, our military, but it sounded like one of them type of, uh, uh, you know, tanks going, tanks going off. <laughs> I swear to God, I never, dude, I've never heard the ball sound so loud off a of bat in my life. Oh, really? You had Dave Winfield, you had George Bell, you had, you know, dude, I asked, them boys can hit. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Uh, amongst all the pitchers you faced, which one was your toughest? Because you you got to face the likes of what Roger Clemens, Randy Johnson. Did you make? Did you face Nolan Ryan at oh, all? Oh yeah, yeah. first Nolan time Ryan? I faced Nolan Ryan. Yeah. I remember sitting. I went to a yeah. restaurant in uh, Arlington, Black IP. And I found out, you know, after year after year, you know, you go three or four times a year. On his start, he that's where he ate. So he picked up his food. He take it. He always give you a little nod with his head, and he would sign. You know, hey, Mr. Ryan, can you sign some stuff before you know the clubhouse dude? As a rookie, the first pitch, me and Chef Field right at our head, dude, right at it, letting you know that this is his house, and this is him, and you 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 know <laughs> you know. But back then, the game was played. We dictated the game on the field. If you if if you hit one of our guys, we're gonna hit two of yours. If you do that, that's the way it was. Mm. And I remember we played Seattle. Shit, we fought Seattle in spring training. They used to have A and B games. We fought them in the morning at eleven. I mean at one, and we fought them at seven that night. And for the whole spring training, <laughs> and then we fought them during the year every single time. And but Man. but that that was how the game was played. And then also when you have. You know, I, I think Roger Clemens was my nemesis early because I went to Miami and he went to Texas and I just didn't, I didn't like University of Texas. And I didn't like him at the time. And, you know, as we got older, you know, you know, I got, my numbers got better off him, but also I just tried to do too much off him. But like Dave gotcha. Stewart. Was one of my another good friend of mine. I think I got 16, 17 home runs off him. You know what I mean? Who knows? It's it's just crazy how it, it 
And, and he was a bad man too. Who? What's a what's a pitcher that would surprise some folks that gave you fits? Shoot, man, it was. Uh, I'm gonna say a close. I'm gonna say Brian Harvey. Uh, it was closers back then, man. Uh, Mar- Mariano, yeah. Rivera, he got he got he got one pitch. Yeah, well, you know it's coming. And you still as <laughs> a cutter, yeah. But he's so nice, and he's such a good guy, a, a, a great human being. He t- hey, how you doing before the game? But once you got on the field, man, it was time to compete. That ball just exploded away from you, and that that line, that easy windup, like that good. And you know, and I knew Doc because that was Gary's uncle, and so Doc took me under his wing a lot too. And uh, that nice easy windup. Next thing you know, the ball just exploded. But he was filthy, man. He, uh, Brian Harvey was, shoot, man. It, I mean, Lee Smith. The ball looked like a, it looked like Shaq, you know, with a, with like an apple in his hand or something. You know <laughs> what I mean? You can't even see it. Shadows. You know, Lee Smith was. I mean, it, it was just a different air. And if you swung hard, they knocked you down, man. It, it, it was crazy. You know what I mean? I'm like, damn, you struck me out. I didn't throw my bat at you, but that's just, that's just the way it was played. And you earned each other's respect, and uh, you know, you know, carrying your bat to first base, and you know, it's like it, it's just a different era. I'm I'm glad I played when I played because I felt like we, I don't want to say these these kids now are tremendous talent, man. They're big, they're strong, they're fast, they're they're all that, but we we had to know where guys hit balls. We had team meetings. We it wasn't so analytical yeah you know what i'm yeah. saying so so hey we knew way box was gonna go to left so hey i shadow bone you come with me and you know we shifted over this way you know we, we know what to do we weren't pulling out and we and you know me being a right-hander i played against everybody yeah i didn't get days off against the good right-handers and play against the bad left-handers you know what i mean it was it was you lived and died with your horses you know what i mean and uh I'm fortunate that I got to play in that era because it's hard to watch baseball right now. And I'm not, like I said, the talent is there. These guys are, the talent is there, but it shifted. And I think part of it is because the GMs are so young and the farm directors are so young that they surround themselves with a bunch of yes people. They, they're intimidated by the former pro that might say, Hey man, I, I would do something different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it, it's different. And, you know, we got the Godfather, Dusty. I mean, that's my guy. Dusty's always like, Bonnie, we need you back in the game. We need you back in the game. I was like, Dusty, I can't go back in the game and be a puppet. I can't mm. go back in the game and be, and be yeah. something that I'm not. And, and and be unjust or do these kids uh, do them unjust by not saying how I feel. You know what mm. I mean? I, I, shit, I had guys come up to me when I'm, hey, young blood. You better get it going. You know they're gonna send you out of here. You don't get. It. You know what I mean? We do that right now. They do call his agent. Agent call the clubhouse. Your manager call you inside, and you in trouble. I just told the kid the truth. Yeah. You know All what right. I mean? It's it's uh it, it it's just different, you know. But you know when you have kids, you know when we grew up, it was constructive criticism. No, I hear you. Now it is. Now he don't like me. He's mad at me. No, dude, I'm trying to get you to get right. No, yeah, no, no. Hey, uh, that's irrefutable. It's definitely a different era. I, I completely agree, hundred percent, with that. Let me ask you this. Uh, let me ask you this. 
you being a power hitter and, you know, so much of the game now, you know, me personally, I, you know, my, my baseball career lasted, you know, one, one season when I was a kid. So, but, but I, but just like in most sports, I was a basketball player, but you being a power hitter, I know uh, so much of it is mental preparing yourself for each, you know, at bat, you know, uh, talk to me about when you, when you got in there, what's some of the mental aspects uh, that you went through when you got into, you know, in that box? Well, for me, I think, you know, after hitting, you know, being 22 years old, you hit third or fourth, and you got two hot. You got Robin Young, Paul Molitor, Paul Molitor, Robin Young hitting in front of you. And then I get traded, and I got Tony Gwynn, another Hall of Famer, hitting in front of me. You know, it's they pitch you different, but I knew they were throwing me in hard to get me out soft in a way. You know what I mean? So I knew I had to learn that football aggressiveness that I had, I had to hone it in and learn how to not do too much. And, you know, like I said, I played Milwaukee, man. It was freaking 20, 22 degrees on for the first month and a half of the season. Last, you know, the last month and a half, it'd be 32 degrees or 34. Then you go to New York and it's cold now. I mean, all these ballparks are so small and, it, it, you know, uh, I got to play in Miller Park as a as a visitor to be able to play there. I don't know what my numbers would be, but I know I probably wouldn't have got as hurt as much as I did because, you know, the, the temperature, you know, you know, just out there in that weather. But it was. It's just it's just different. I just think, you know, it's just like anything else, you know, certain, certain times you you figure you get 600 bats, right? Yeah. On, on a good year. And say you hit 30 home runs, that's a great year back then, you know, or I hit 50, you know, the year, 50, and then I hit some more when we went to the world, hit uh, two in game one, and then the playoffs hit some. And, but six, that's, that's a lot of at-bats Yeah, to, get, to hit just, you know, 30, 25 home runs and be considered a, a, a power hitter. It's uh, – you know, this is the only game based on failure, man. This is, you know, three out of ten is considered great. You, you tell me any other sport you can do anything three out of ten and keep your job. A hundred percent. I mean, you're a thirty percent field goal shooter in, in basketball. You're on the bench. I'm on the bench, shoot. You're, 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 you're not on a team. You're throwing peanuts. You're throwing peanuts. <laughs> you're the water boy. You're the water yeah, boy. You throw, <laughs> yeah, you're throwing peanuts. You know what I mean? You're throwing peanuts. You know what I mean? So it's. It's it's just one of those things where, like I said, you know, you take the greatest, one of the greatest athletes of all time, Michael Jordan, and you know, and I I know Mike, and it's it's he came over to that sport, round ball, round bat, and he loved it. It's not it's not as easy as people think. Absolutely not. And, you know, the ball's moving, and you know, every day, different angle, certain cities, certain ballparks, you see it good. Certain hotels you feel better in than other hotels. You know, you get in at five thirty sometimes. You got a twelve thirty game. It's a lot of different factors. You know what I mean? And you play one hundred sixty two games. That's not counting all the infield, all the balls you throw, all the times you get ready, every time you stretch, go out there, take VP. Not counting spring training. Not counting being away from your family. So it, there's a lot of different aspects. But to me, it's still the greatest game in the world. Yeah, man. It, it, but just just hearing this, hearing your stories. Uh, 
not only did you get a chance to, you know, play a game, a kid's game and make a career out of it, right? I think anytime you play a kid's game and get paid for it's a blessing. You know, I always tell everybody that, you know, I think that's a blessing in itself. But but you got to play literally with amongst the best of the best that's ever played the game. Your era, yeah, without that. your era is amazing. Just, just literally hearing some of these names, like you know, um, I mean, there's a few that I already had in mind that you had played with, but hearing more and more, you, you played uh, with quite a bit, you know. So, no, that's awesome, man. I definitely, uh, you know, I, I thank you, you, you know, for sharing that. Uh, and it's always nice to like, you are nine one six, man. You talk about Metaview, you are nine one six. You, you definitely, you're, <laughs> you're definitely representing Sagtow. That's for sure. Well, let's talk about this before we conclude. Let's talk about what you've been up to uh, during your post career, because I because I know I had talked to you a couple of days ago, and uh, it sounds like you're actually busier post career. So uh, let's tell the people what you've been up to, or what you're up to now. You know, ever since you know, well, I guess we can talk about since your career, you know, since the end of your career. But even right now, just more specifically, what are you up to uh, currently? Oh well, you know, I have my fingers in a lot of stuff. I'm into wellness centers. Yeah, you know. Restore, cryo, uh, you know, uh, wellness, you know, uh, from face, uh, from cryo facials to ultra red lights to IVs. So right now, my one in Sacramento, that's in Lomas Plaza, but with the the Corona, the Rona going around, we cannot, you know, uh, you know, everything's pretty much shut down. But you know, David Garibaldi, another guy from Nine One Six for Life, he is. Uh, I opened up a studio and we're giving free, free immune IVs to our first responders. And then my Bonds Valley Foundation, we on, on Mondays and Fridays, we're serving here locally uh, 400 meals on Mondays and Fridays to seniors and first responders. And, oh, praise God. And, That's and, awesome. And to medical staff and, uh, and down south in San Diego, you know, and I got to give a big shout out to Islands Restaurant because, uh, I want to thank them from the bottom of my heart because they partnered with me. They believed in me and they're Absolutely. making this happen. And so down South, we're doing eight, 800 meals a week to, you know, our seniors and first responders and, you know, people, frontliners. So, you know, we do that on Mondays and Fridays, you know, I'm an avid golfer, but, you know, but it's my, my, I think my passion for, to help people is what I'm, I'm an avid golfer. I love golf now. And, but so, you know, Mondays and Fridays are usually tournament Monday, big day Friday, but nothing outweighs what we're going through right now. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and, you know, and I, you know, Tony Roberts, you know, comedian, just Lance Woods, another comedian. Hey, you know what, I, you know, what's crazy. I just did a podcast. I did an episode with his uh, stepson, Travis Jackson, out in the Philippines. Yeah, in the Philippines playing basketball. I was at Tony, PBA. Tony yesterday. If you yeah. can check, yeah, you know, you go to Greg Vaughn twenty three on any social media, and you can see all all the stuff that we have done yeah. and what we're doing and how you can get involved. And uh, you know, like Tony, like Tony, Tony came with me Monday. We're, we got seven stops for for uh, what two hundred fifty meals on Friday, and, wow. and, and like, so <clears throat> you know we're gonna we're gonna have social distancing with. Those guys, but also, you know, the protective gear for our front uh, frontliners. Uh, I, I was fortunate enough to be able to donate, or will be able to donate, in partnership with the city of Sacramento, and of course, you know, our guy, Dale, Mayor Daryl Steinberg, 
you know, who's a good friend and an avid baseball fan. I won't even say, you know, he's a Dodger fan, but I, I won't hold that against him. <laughs> but, any, but, 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 but anyway, you know, uh, this Wednesday or Thursday, you know, we're going to have a press conference where we're going to make sure that our people on the front lines are taken care of and have the protective gear that they are, that they need to be able to go out there and help us and get us through this, 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 this crazy, crazy time of life that we're going through. You know what I mean? It's uh, so, you know, like, like I said, for me, man, like I said, I learned from my grandma, hey, hey, you're blessed, you play it forward and you be humble, you treat people nice, you always give back and don't forget about anybody else. And, 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 and don't forget to be, you know, I tell my kids all the time, you know, I, I hear people say all day, you know, what they don't have and what we, what we want and what we need and uh, money, this and money that I said, you guys, money doesn't, money's not evil, but money does not bring happiness. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? I said, you, right. you, you go down those grocery store aisles and you go down those checkout lines, all them people have money or careers, and, but how come they full of these magazines that have been around for, I know, shoot, I'll be 55 you know, for my fifty-five for my years, they've been there. You know what I mean? And it's it's, yeah. it's it's chaos. So, you know, it's 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 to stay humble, to to give, but also to be thankful for what we have because what we have, somebody else, or what we're complaining about, somebody else is praying for. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, yeah. there's people. You know, there's people that don't have running water. There's people that don't have water. You talking about the U.S. You know, Flint, Michigan, a couple of years ago, didn't have no water. Come on, wow. You know what I mean? So, what we are complaining about, people are praying for. And I think you know, as us as Americans, we're spoiled. Do I say I don't like nice things or have nice things? No, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm grateful for what I have. That's right. And and I'm thankful for what I have, but also I'm going to give what I have also. Yeah, you're paying you're paying it forward, which which is awesome, which is awesome. I, I I tell you what, um, I agree with you. I mean, among, amongst you know this current times, that actually allows you to kind of you know reflect on how truly blessed we are, you know. Um, and you know, outside, for me personally, you know, outside of uh, you know missing out on all the you know AU games for my son, and you know my son missing his whole sophomore year track and field, uh, you know. I've actually kind of enjoyed this time. You know, it's, a, I've never seen uh, more and more families exercising together. It's kind of like, I saw a meme the other day. I think it's true. It's kind of like we went backwards in time, you know, people hey, are not. Hey, this is it. I, you know, I, I'm sorry. I didn't yeah. mean to cut you off. No, 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 you're good. Greg. You're good. But, you know, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I. No, you're good. I know they, go can, go you know, they can say it came from a lot of different, you know, they can blame a lot of different things, but I think God said, Hey, y'all moving too fast. You guys are too busy. Hey, we got to slow this down. And I'm not saying we have a bad God. But something happened for this to slow down, for us to get back to where we ate as a family, where we talked, where we did things and played board games. That's right. Where we had our own talent shows in the living room, where we watched movies and every, you, you know, where we were a family and we were a unit. And you are absolutely 100% correct. I, we have gone back to that. And, you know, I was around one of my buddies the other day. And he said, you know what? We should have, a, it should be mandatory lockdown one month out of every six. Hey. Yeah. But, you know, unfortunately, I don't small, want a small business. Yeah, small business won't like that, of course, you know, because, I mean, 
they're the ones. I mean, a lot of people are hurting, but they're, they're you know they're really hurting right now with the small they, they are. Yeah, you're I, right. I, I I I get what you're saying though. You know, but but, but we you know what we should have a month where you can still do things, but it has to be with your family. That's right. Family oriented. Yeah, I really I, I really hope when we hope hopefully you know I think there's like once again I think there's a lot of positive from this you know for me. I, everybody works differently. I always take the positive out of everything. I think this is the closest thing to a time out that we'll ever get in life uh, right now. Um, there's like, you know, time is a gift that we're given. And it's always typically something that we always say that we don't have enough of, you know? So this is the time that you should really, you know, you have an opportunity to do other things that you normally wouldn't do. But uh, no, I agree. I, but I think there's always positives in everything. And uh, that being said, you know, it sounds like, uh, you know, you're doing a lot of good and you're paying it forward. Um, as much as uh, you were during during your career, as you are your post career. You know what I That's think. Awesome. You know, but I think uh, you know I've been blessed. Like I said, the Vons Valley Foundation. You know, and like I said, any other social media, I don't know anything about hashtags or any of that stuff. But I know Greg Von Twenty Three. <laughs> you know, Twitter. You know, VonsValley.org. I mean, all all that stuff. I mean, if you want to get involved, or if you have an organization, if you have seniors, if you want, if you if you need mentorship, if Anything, you know, um, we're a community-based organization that needs to pay it forward. And we'll, if we can't get you what you need, we will help get you what you need. You know, so Bonds Valley, you know, like, like, like I said, it is, it is something that my grandmother taught me a long time ago. And, you know, now, you know, RIP to her, it is mm. something that I miss. Because family was everything. Well, the Lord, family, and people. Yeah. I mean, people. When I say people, I watch, it didn't matter. <clears throat> I watched her write those checks to Red Cross and to different things and all that. And it didn't matter. She gave. She never, 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 not did, not thought about, not think. How do I say this? She, she did not ever forget about where she came from or people where they were at. You know what I mean? It was always yeah. time for them, you know, whether it was making food, taking it to a neighbor, somebody was sick. Hey, we, Greg, Greg, we got to go over here. You know, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, sister Mary ain't feeling that good, but you know, I cooked you some food. So we're going to drop it. You know, it was always playing it forward. And it's funny today because, uh, you know, I live out in the rural area of, you know, uh, uh, Sacramento and, this gentleman came by today. I lived next to him. He started Jasper's Giant Hamburgers a long time ago. And, and he's Lebanese, but with African descent. And he goes, and he goes to me today, and it's funny, he said this. He goes, what is wrong with us? Look, there's no people here. You know, in the mornings, I try to say, hey, you know, people are walking in the mornings, they walk at night, you know, yeah. but he goes, I'm from New Jersey. I'm from Africa. Then I go to New Jersey. People everywhere. You know, people. There's no people here, and you know, there's, you know, you no. Know, we forget about, we forget about the people. This is about the people. You know, everyone's too busy. Everyone, you know. And he goes, my kid. One is in Florida. The other one owns Bubble Car Wash. No one comes to see me. I said, man, I will take in your garbage. I will do with you. If you know, whatever you need, I, I, I got you. But I felt it. I felt it for him. Yeah. You know, here he is. He, no, yeah. I felt it. He, he, he was saying. When he grew up and what you were just explaining and talking about people and family and 
going back, he doesn't feel that right now. You know, he says, I was here two weeks and I had 10 of my relatives come here. Now I can't find 10 of my relatives. Me and my wife are dying in our house with no one who really cares. And I was like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what to say. I said, you know what? You know, I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way. You know, I mean, that's all I could say. And, but I think he was just happy that I, he still had his pajamas on. You know, the old, the old folks do it, dude. It was, it was two, two <laughs> it was two, two thirty. Yeah, he had, he had his pajamas on, his house shoes. And he was like, this is my life every day. You know, I, I get dressed for what? My kids ain't going to come see me. They might, one might stop by, you know, once or twice a week. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. You know? No, yeah. It gives, it gives you know, opportunity like that to really sit back and really see what's really important, though. And, uh, you know, uh, like the class act you are, I'm glad at least you were able, you know, I, I can only imagine how much that encounter meant to him. Yeah, but you know what? But that encounter meant more to me that of my responsibility of what I'm supposed to do. And I don't want you to give me too much right. too much praise because there's a lot of people are gonna say they're gonna call on my flaws. Like, you know, I'm shoot, I'm flawed just like everybody else, you know, and that's right. And they think you do things for attention or you do things be, for certain reasons. It used to bother me. It doesn't bother me anymore because someone's always going to have something to say. Someone's going to say you don't do enough. Someone's going to say you didn't do it right. Someone's going to say you didn't do anything. Someone's going to, I quit worrying about all that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? At the end of the day, uh, you know, biblically, we, we, we bless in disguise. We don't do it for any, any type of kickback or accolades. You know, we just do it because that's what we do. Right. We, we're blessed from our heart, you know, and, you know, and you're right. You know, at the end of the day, you can't, you can't worry about what people say. Everybody's going to have an opinion, no matter what, no matter, no matter what you do. Yeah, right? yeah, they are. You know what? And like I said, you know, and if you do things without expecting anything in return, as the Bible states, then, then you're right. doing the right thing. You know what I mean? So, That's it, man. Yeah. That's it, yeah. man. Well, listen, Miss, I, I definitely appreciate your time. I, th I thank you for coming on on the show. Uh, like you said, hey, I know you're a class act. I, I appreciate you, man. Um, you know, once again, you know, it's, it's it's always a pleasure, you know, talking to you. We'll we'll definitely be in a, you know, we'll definitely be in contact soon. For the rest of you guys, uh, thank you again for joining joining us. Uh, thank you for being a part of another Straight Talk with Straight Hand episode, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Stay blessed, guys. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to another Straight Talk with Strahan Podcast. If you haven't done so already, click the subscribe button and we will catch you on the next episode.